Speaking of Heineke, let's talk about our first playoff game, Washington versus the Bucks. JK, I'm looking at you. I was all right. Number one, I did say that the game was going to be a lot closer than I thought it would be, than we all thought it would be. And I think the outcome kind of did show that it was a lot closer than we thought it would be. Like some people thought we were going to be completely slaughtered. Mm-hmm. We did have a chance. We had First a chance. All, how dare you? I said Washington was going to win. So okay. I thought it was going to be the closest. We okay. actually had more than just a chance. We should have won the game. Um, a lot of things went our way. The refs, I'll get into this later, but the refs are what screwed us. Pete, you don't look like you were impressed. It, I was expecting a blowout, but uh, I mean, you guys held your weight. I, Heineke definitely played his heart out. Uh, I, did, I did not see that one coming. Definitely did not see that coming. So the dude is a local kid, right? Apparently he's a student at ODU and he was taking like online classes a month ago before he got brought onto the practice squad. Dude, he, like he was a quarterback thing. at ODU when they beat Virginia Tech. Was he? Yeah, I'm fairly certain that that's his like career highlight before getting I in. like him already. <laughs> what a huh? but now that you say that, it does ring a bell. I do remember that name. Damn it. All right, I really hate him now. <laughs> he's, he's also the guy in the XFL chugging, um, chugging beers. After the after a win, that's when he, we knew he was the truth. That's the day that, we. That's knew. when I knew he was my truth, right? So he's a 27 year old quarterback. I mean, this isn't his first stint, right? He's been in the league for four seasons, off and on. Um, Rivera keeps bringing him back, like he keeps giving him more opportunities. Because last time he was with him in Carolina, but like this year, this whole season up until this last month, he's he's been a student. Um, he's been, he went back to school to finish school. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call from Washington saying, Hey, in November, come play for us. Um, so he's been on the practice squad, then eventually got elevated and played in the playoffs. And dude, he looked really good. You know what I learned more than anything with him and, uh, Alex Smith, I learned how bad Haskins was because this <laughs> is the same offense, the same offensive coordinator, the same head coach. And all, this team looks completely different when it comes to Haskins or anybody else playing that position. You know what it is? It's it's that mobility factor. Like but he's Haskins not just like a rock. Too. Haskins doesn't know how to read. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest key. Is he couldn't he couldn't do any of the checkdowns. He literally just throw the ball away, try to take off, get tackled. He just looked like a hot mess out there. But like by no means do I think like Heineke has a chance at being a future NFL start. Don't get me. He has the ability to be a career backup. That that is what I see with him. Like he will not be able to as well as he played. Don't get me wrong. He played excellent, but he is no Lamar Jackson. He is no Josh Allen. He is no, like he, he doesn't have the it factor, but he played very, very well. Yeah. I mean, but you're comparing him against the elite quarterbacks of the league right now. We yeah, all, but it, in my opinion, like, that- yo, he, if you don't have an elite quarterback, you look for an elite quarterback. Right. That's that's, that's my opinion on like he's not going to be that. He's nothing more than a Rex Grossman, John Beck. Do not put him with Rex Grossman and John Beck, bro. Don't do that. That's a that's a whole nother low. That's yeah, I wouldn't put him there. No, I mean Rex, I, Grossman, I still, Rex Grossman started a Super Bowl. What are you yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah, with one of the historically best defenses of all time. You're right. Okay, You're right. We're going to be a historically best defense too. Shit. Then call Rex Grossman. <laughs> Listen, I think he, at, you know, at best he's just he's an average quarterback. Um, we'll see where he ends up. I, I think more than likely he would take a backup role and s- sit that way. But 
there's just not enough. I mean, there's not enough games of him. Like we we're still just going off of a small sample size. That's what happened though. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. They didn't have That's tape on him. Backup, bro. No, no, no. I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with that fact. I'm not disagreeing with that fact at all. I'm just disagreeing that he's not Rex Grossman or John Beck. That's that's a whole level of bad. But no, I think that what happened, they did this, Washington did this strategically. They announced it right before the game that Heineke's starting, just so Tampa didn't know they thought they were getting Alex Smith, right? All the reports said Alex looks good, it should be okay. He's like 80% again, and then they put Heineke out there. And I'm not making out with the mic. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't. I think they did that on purpose, and that's why Heineke, Heineke looked good. Is because they didn't expect him, and they didn't game plan for him. And I think when you start game planning for him, you'll see that his flaws, like why he's average. So I, I totally agree. I think they did have to game plan for him because there was the real. I think most people realize Alex Smith is not fully healthy. They said from the get go, "Oh, we're going to do a two QB system." Yeah. Oh, and then on top of that, they said he's taking all the first team reps. So I think I think he's, he means game plan in a different capacity. Yes, you definitely game plan, assuming that he may play. But there's a different game planning if you've seen a guy play for a year or half a season or something like that. You've got film on him to see tendencies, what what he does, what he doesn't do. I don't think anyone realized how mobile he actually is. Right. So that that leads right into that fact right there. You yeah. can't game plan for that. Yeah. Okay. So that begs the question then. If you only see him as a backup quarterback, which it sounds like at least majority of you, except maybe for me and Gogia, do, then what does Washington do? Because they oh, have no. the ultimate I, career backup and Alex Smith under the contract. I I think he's a backup too. I, okay, I, so all three of you. So what do they do? Because they have Alex Smith still. I what, what, I personally think that Alex Smith knows that his time is up. Like he he, he made the effort. He did it. He's going to win comeback player of the year. But – he is going to retire this offseason. If he knows that, and if he's smart, which everything indicates he's probably a pretty smart, you don't retire because you can hold this team to the money that they owe him. Right. I, I wonder that, if he I mean, does that. I, I wonder think an arrangement will be made for his retirement that he'll get paid. I don't think that it's going to be one of those situations where yeah. I think Alex Smith seems like a guy that if he's going to stay, he's going to want to play. And if he's, yeah. if he's not going to play, he probably just wants to retire. That's a lot of charity then on his part to give up that money that he's contractually owed. But I, I don't think that, you know, like he is going to be a guy that try like he doesn't come off as a guy that like dicks over the team, dude. Like, I think he's a team first type guy. I agree. He's always been that guy that like, okay, this new guy's coming in. Let me kind of teach him what's, what's good. Right, but now, the team signed him to that deal. Like, he's legally owed that money. If he retires, he puts the team off the hook. If the team has to cut him, that's in his financial benefit. I get that, but I just feel like I, – I feel like – I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to be put in a situation where they're still going to give him something. He's going to get paid on the way out. It's not going to be for – not going to be $0 like he gets on the way out. He's, Pete, he's help me find out. the numbers on his salary. I, 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 I don't know it. how to work this internet. So he got the four-year, 94-mil contract, right? He signed that. Um, so he's he's basically through 2022. So he's in his so, second year, right? He's got two more years left. Right. So his uh, base salary for 2021, he's got the 18.75, and then 2022 is 20.75. And then his bonuses are roughly what, uh, like five, five point six, five point seven each year. That's his signing and workout bonus. J.K., you think he's gonna give up almost fifty million dollars? 
I mean, there's <laughs> other it's other players that have done that same thing, bro. Wait, I'm looking at this. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at over the cap, and it said nothing is guaranteed next year. No, that's not true. I know that's not true. He has 44 million no, guaranteed, and, he, and he's already been paid to all you, 44. You got to remember that when when he got injured, his uh guaranteed money kicked in at that point. So he had 55 million guaranteed at signing. So he's already been paid out 13, 15, 16 million. So he's been paid out 44 million dollars already. Yeah, but that doesn't mean all the money that was paid out already was the guaranteed money. The guaranteed money is also broken out, right? It's like but a house mortgage, right? On top of that, he has a potential out for 2021. He has an out, but the, the team takes a $10 million hit. Yeah, 10 million, 10 million dead cap. But like Arash said, this total guarantee is the 71 million. He had 55 at the signing, basically. There is still some guaranteed money. I know that for sure, even if I don't know the numbers exactly. Um, but I agree with you. I think they should release him, even if he doesn't retire. I hope he retires because I think that makes it easier on the team. Um, but I don't know if he – I think if he sits down with an attorney or his agent and they look at the numbers, he realizes, hey, I shouldn't. Well, here, here's the other problem, right? Like if, if he is not able to pass a physical, right – that would give the team an out. Yeah. And in, technically, they already paid his injury settlement thing, whatever. So, yo, it, guys, come on. Let's be honest what's going to happen. He's Him and Dan Snyder became friends at some point during this situation. He's going to have a role in the front office. And that's what's going to happen. There's going to be money there. He's going to have a role in the front office of some sort. And he's going to get money that way. And it's going to be worth his while to walk no, away. You're not going to pay an executive in your front office $18 million. Yes, like I, understand. About I, under, I agree. I, I agree. I so agree you'll that. never make that kind of money. I understand. I, he's going to get a check on the way out. I bet you he's going to get a check on the way out. Not that size of a check. Agreed. Agreed. But also remember this. His wife is going to be like, if you go play another fucking down, I'm going to fucking kill you. That's what's also going to happen. I also think that the the situation that he went through with the Washington football team, he's like, I'm going to milk them for all this money. <laughs> he might. Let's talk about the Bucks, right? So the opponent, um, if we're saying Washington played better than we expected, that also kind of infers that maybe the Bucks didn't look as good. The, well, the, the def- well, our defense didn't look good. <laughs> our defense did not look good. Our defense didn't look good. No, we made Leonard Fournette look like LSU Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he almost had 100 yards. He had 93 yards. So yeah, I was afraid about Ronald Jones blowing off, and he didn't even play. Like it was Leonard Fournette, and he didn't. We didn't they didn't even need Ronald Jones. Fournette looked good, and we got lucky because what's it? Godwin, right? Chris Godwin kept dropping passes, um, and doing us a favor, and we couldn't capitalize. So how far do the Bucks go? Who's their matchup? It's New Orleans, right? Yeah, they fucked. <laughs> That's my opinion. We'll do our predictions later, but I actually, I also don't. I don't think they look that good, and I, I hope they lose. I think that this is going to end up being a 1v1 playoffs, flat out. I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat Green Bay. I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat Kansas City. You think those two teams are destined to go away? It's destined Super Bowl matchup. I'll take that bet if, you, if you're offering. I would take that bet, too. I don't, I don't agree with that. You, you consider it, and if you're willing to offer a bet, I'll, I'll happily take that. I would, too. Um, I do think the Bucs are good. Their defense is good. They, did you know what their defense is top five? Um, they didn't. As much as the Washington football team kept praising their defense and how great they are, the Bucs were the one that had a better defense. They, they led the league in sacks. Um, Bucs so didn't look like a top five defense. Yep. I'll say that. They didn't look uh, like one. 
they didn't look like a top five defense. Well, they're also missing players, right? They were missing sure, Devin yeah. Wade, who's who's one of their younger star um, linebackers, um, and they've had injuries like all. But haven't years. they been missing him for most of the season, anyways? I think he was out because of COVID, not because of injury. But they've been missing Vita Vey for most of the season because of injury. Um, but that team is stacked. They got JPP. They got Nadak Makunsa. They have the Antonio Winfield, the rookie safety. Their team is pretty good. I, I think they go. I, I could see them beating the Saints. But I mean, I hope I, the way they beat the Saints is one of those situations where you've played the team twice, right? And you finally figured out what, like in film, what the difference was. And you just, Perhaps. you cover up a blemish situation. And I could see that happening because they're division rivals and that could happen. I'm not going to put money in that it's going to happen, but I could see it happen. I mean, think how loaded that offense really is. If Like Mike Evans wasn't 100%. If he's going to play, he's going to be a little bit healthier. You still have Antonio Brown. You have Chris Godwin. You have – what's his name? Um, you have Gronk. This team's still loaded. The Saints also are coming back with a full full roster too, right? Most of, most of the year uh, you didn't have uh, – Michael Thomas. Thomas. Mayor was here in the year, but – Agreed. I, I just I think that Tampa on paper, just on paper, that offense looks way more loaded. And I don't think that I don't think that we've seen it on full display. Like we didn't see it on full display last this on this Saturday. Uh, I mean, this I Saturday, totally agree with you. But... Yeah. Do, does Louisiana allow fans yet? Yes. Not full capacity, but yes. Let's uh, let's stick with the NFC Bears versus Saints real quick. Uh, Pete, what was your takeaway? uh let's see bears versus saints first of all my god uh trubisky first of all need he needs all the help he can get and you know from the beginning of the game when he was delivering those bombs like in the end zone and you have receivers just dropping wide open balls that's uh, you're never gonna win a game against a great team like that you gotta you gotta score on every opportunity that's presented like that so from the get-go, um, I think that was just a bad omen to them. Like that, that would have set a great precedence for them going in to that game. Um, but once that once that started to happen, it was like quicksand. You're like, all right, Saints are going to come in. They're gonna they're gonna manhandle them. It wasn't as big of a disparity as I thought it would be. But the, I mean, the Bears had to play a perfect game coming into it, um, and we've seen them fall off the last couple of games, honestly. Um, so. Even David Montgomery wasn't looking that great. Um, it just it wasn't going to work out for them. If anything, if I anything, thought the game was pretty close until finally the Saints blew them away at the end, right? But like I forget what the score was at halftime, but it wasn't like it was. Yeah, it was ten three. It was a uh, oh seven three. Even though it was seven three, it didn't feel like the Bears had any cohesive offense. Like yeah, yeah. it like it, it was the whole time. It just felt like the Saints hadn't popped off yet versus like versus the the bears defense was good or the bears offense was kind of getting something together it that seven three didn't feel like like it was close dude that's actually go ahead i was saying that what 40 okay 50 rushing yards and 200 passing yards that game so yeah like (laughs) there was there wasn't anything really popping off (laughs) The the conversation we were having recently about Russell Westbrook's issue, his issue is that he knows he's good. He knows he's like a prolific scorer. And so he kind of dicks around early on. And then he always has the thought in the back of his head, hey, if I have to like focus and get down to business, I can always bring us back if I'm not clicking, if I'm not scoring. I think the Saints have that same problem. They have so many offensive weapons. Every year in the playoffs, 
You watch them try to be too fancy early on. And I think they do that with the thought in the back of their head that they know, hey, if if these don't work, okay, eventually we'll get back down to business. We'll button down our shirts and uh, tighten up our ties and we'll start doing the right things. And like that ends up screwing them because teams linger around and they don't pull away when the things don't work. Sometimes they work and they blow out the, the opponent right off the bat. I agree 100%, and they cannot do that exact same thing with the Bucks because they will lose that game if they play the way so they play the Bears. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%. But, I, okay, can we just talk about the Saints? And do they not look like the 2009 Saints, though? I feel like they have the ability to win this whole thing. I, like, they can beat – I think they can literally beat any team. I think they can, and I, I honestly love the luxury of having Taysom Hill. Um like on those short distance, uh, goal lines, anything like that. Dude, the man's a beast. He always picks up the yardage or always gets a touchdown. I think that's going to be huge for them playing against uh, the Bucks. With him and Alvin Kamara, who can also do a little bit of everything, right? Like that's like they can – like, and Breeze doesn't look like he's 42 at all or about to be 42. Dude, like he looked good. Like he had that first touchdown. Yeah, um, you know, it felt like it was just like him finally getting into that end zone. It's like, all right, break off the dust and got this. They just need to pop off from the beginning. And they like if they don't, if they do this bullshit they did with the Bears, they're gonna fucking lose against the Bucks. Because the Bucks obviously are potent. So I, I don't know. They they have the ability, they just can't lose on some like miracle play again, like they have been for the last like decade at this point. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a shame because they're so loaded and like I think that's the reason Breeze keeps coming back, right? Like he probably, I mean, reports are he will retire after this year but he's been coming back because this team is just ready. Like this team has all the weapons. Just a few years ago, they had the offensive rookie of the year in Camara and the defensive rookie in the year in Marshawn Lattimore. Like what a draft. You got both the offensive rookie and defensive rookie. And so this team is poised to do it. And they just keep falling short every year. The Stefan Diggs, Hail Mary, um, Miracle. So it looks like JK is showing us some breaking news coming through the wire. JK, what do you got? The Cowboys have hired their new defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn from the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, we'll go to our Cowboy resident expert. What do you think, Pete? Wasn't that the worst defense in the league this year? <laughs> Their team was bad. I actually Their team was a little bad, but, dude, you remember, he's the founder of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Dan Quinn's a good coach. I, I, know. Yeah, I, just, I was making a joke, and all the Washington fans didn't back me up, so fuck <laughs> you guys, first of all. I, I, like I, like guys. I like when you guys are on my side. It, it helps me out a lot. <laughs> no, nah, I like it. I'm, uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I don't know if he has the types of players that he is normally accustomed to. Yeah. Um, if, correct me if I'm wrong. They did recently switch over to a 4-3 with Mike Nolan, right? And like they were three four last year, they switched over to a four three this year, and Dan Quinn runs a four three. So they already started the players' transitions. So that's good then. I mean, that's helpful. I mean, I don't need a good another good coach in the NFC East. So yeah, I, I would rather them not hire Dan Quinn, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think it's a bad hire. Okay, let's stop talking about non-playoff teams like the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move AFC. We had a hell of a game, uh, Colts and Bills. Anybody catch that one? Yeah, dude. That was – I. that wasn't a fumble. That was a fumble. That was a fumble. We all agree that was a fumble, right? Like, there was no way they were going to turn that over because of the situation, and the refs don't want to be the ones that make that call. But it was absolutely a fumble. So, uh, I mean, that's all I have to say. Which it says it's rigged. It tells me the league is rigged. 
<laughs> You've been after that conspiracy theory for as long as I've known you. <laughs> this is my evidence. It's clear as day. Josh Allen almost cost him the game, though. And that's what he did last year, if you remember, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Josh Allen, I mean, to his credit, he does this quite often where, like, he's gets out of sacks and he just keeps running and uses his athleticism, but sometimes it costs him. I forgot well, last year what he did. I think it was a fumble. I think he was either scrambling or he, he was trying to avoid a tackle. Oh no, he did a lateral, right? He did like some stupid lateral where he just tried to keep the play alive and he lost it. He lost the ball. Um, and again, he almost did the same thing. Um, but the question is, is he, is he legit? Like, has he proven himself this year to be one of the top quarterbacks? I think he has proven himself to be a top quarterback in the league. Do I think he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback just yet? No. That's fair. Many quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl even before maybe they were ready, like before they were considered to be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. But that was because they generally had some like superstar defense behind them, right? Or but this defense is also pretty good. They they're not as good as they used to be. They're yeah. not as good as they used to be. Maybe, they're, but their offense is better than it used to be. So maybe yeah, so that that's the down. thing, right? So their offense right now has been prolific, right? Like with Stefan Diggs, like I, I don't know when's the last time he hasn't had like a hundred yard game with like t- at least ten catches. You know, like the man is playing his his life like depends on it right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know how sustainable that will be. He has a tough matchup this week against the Ravens. This will prove whether or not the Bills are real. Can you beat the Ravens? The Ravens are a great coach team. They obviously, Lamar Jackson, I I don't believe in Lamar Jackson, but he's proving me wrong left and right. And (laughs) let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can beat the, you know, like Josh Allen, who's my favorite quarterback. What more does the man have to do? He single-handedly basically won the last game. I just like hate his post game interviews. Like, like w- w- the the one reporter that was Jones. like, "Yo, my name is Mike Jones," and he just started yeah. geeking. Like, "Oh my god, it's Mike Jones!" I'm like, <laughs> "Like, come on, bro." I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. That, that's your knock on him that you don't like his post game interviews. No, I just hate him in general, <laughs> dude. Like, I just like everything about Lamar Jackson. I'm just like, uh. I kind of get it. He's still like a bro in college, kind of. Yeah. I get yeah, it. You can't get, like you can't hate Lamar Jackson and like Baker Mayfield's broness. Then at that point, yeah, that's true. No, no it's Baker, two different types of broness. And Baker looks like he's mature. Like he's a yeah. leader now on that team. Whereas before he was just like he's mature. I don't know about the mature factor about that. No, yeah, so like, the, thing, yeah. the thing that I like about Baker is like, yo, you see him like at like Indians games or Cleveland Indian games, like freaking shotgunning beers and shit. Whereas like. You know, so like, that's something to, like, rile up the crowd, you know? Like, that's the immaturity that I want. Not just, like... That's the immaturity you don't want as an organization. Huh? That's the immaturity you don't want as a as, as an organization. Because you know who else did that? Johnny Manziel. So you know who else did that? Uh, what's his face? Um, Aaron Rodgers did that at a... No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Remember, he, he didn't sit- shotgun. He didn't shotgun. He, didn't he, shotgun. His, he did a slow line. chug. He did a slow chug. His lineman chugged it. He was yeah. like, I can't do that. So I'd rather have yeah, the air rod. He did a slow chug. Like he was trying to keep up. But he didn't finish it. <laughs> because he just yo, that like the man is like 10 years older than like did you, or did you hear? years older. 
did you, you know when they were asked Aaron Rodgers about it? And I won't digress too much. He said, "If it was a, if it was the scotch, I could have done it, but not with a beer." Yeah, exactly. The badass line, <laughs> Pete. How far you got the Bills going? We already know J.K. doesn't think they're gonna go past this round. I actually, I'm gonna take them beating the Ravens. Um, I think it's gonna be, dude. This is gonna be a fun game to watch. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but I think, I think Josh Allen pulls it off, man. I think based off the last game, Lamar Miller, I mean, he, he, I mean, Lamar Miller, Lamar Jackson basically had, I mean, that touchdown run really got him tied up. Right. I think they were what down, uh, it tied it up at 10 all or whatever. And then there was another drive where basically you thought it was going to be a fourth, uh, fourth and punt and he hit Mark Andrews, um, extending plays. So I don't know. I, I don't think he's got enough in the tank to get him past the, uh, past the bills. Uh, go, go. Bills can get past the Ravens or no? They can. Will you don't think they? so? I, I think they can. I, I do think they can, but they the Ravens really held up Derrick Henry. And that was shocking to me how they held up Derrick Henry. It's going to be how good is the Ravens defense, in my opinion. Because I think Josh Allen can beat them. I think Stephon Diggs can beat them. We'll get to it. We'll get to what, what our predictions. I, I'm still mulling over it, but Josh Allen's the truth. I'm not. I'm not knocking him at all. I love Josh Allen. He. I like him too. Him and Baker Mayfield are my two favorite quarterbacks in the league. Right? I don't. I don't like Baker. Baker's overrated. Baker. He is overrated, but he's he, very overrated. I just want the Browns to win. That's all I want. Like I want them to win. Baker's I, on. Baker's in. Baker's in too many commercials and didn't do nothing. That's what I don't like about it. He's in way too many commercials. Way too many. Career is done. With that loss, um, I've never been a huge fan of his. People say he's a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, even though he's never really won the big game or got into the big game. Um, I'm indifferent. I don't care if he is or I don't care if he's not. not. a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he is a – I've been in the league long enough to be considered a Hall of Famer category. Yeah. His, His wins don't rival Eli and Ben Roethlisberger, but his numbers do. His numbers are in that same ballpark. He just didn't win the big one. But you can also argue he's never had a team as good as Ben Roethlisberger. Eli Manning, sure, but not Ben Roethlisberger at all. Or coaching, at that, for that matter. Right. So We'll talk about where the Colts go one day. We'll, we'll do a, a segment where vacant positions and who may fill them. But the Colts obviously need to address quarterback because they still have Jacoby Brissett, who they signed to a big contract. But obviously, they're not confident in him. So we'll get to that one day. Carson Wentz. The biggest game, I thought, Seahawks-Rams. Um, that was a fun-ass game, mostly because I think we all got it wrong. We all predicted the Seahawks at home to win against a backup quarterback. Maybe they won partly because they they played too hard against that backup quarterback. I mean, who would have expected Jared Goff to come in and do what he did? Coming off of a freaking surgery 12 days prior, three pins in his thumb. And the man was just slinging the damn ball, like props to him. It was yeah. impressive. And his balls didn't look great. Like you could tell his hand was obviously injured. We knew that. Like, <laughs> his balls didn't look great. Sorry. It was affecting him. Like his spirals were coming out wobbly, but it was enough. He'd had enough. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this game was, it was one through the run game. That's what it was. They got a lead. And they just ran, they just kept running the ball, dude. Cam Akers, 131 yards, one touchdown. Like, you know, it, it's not like props to Jared Goff, no doubt, but it's not like his numbers were off. But like, Heineke had better numbers than Jared Goff. Obviously, Jared Goff's numbers were affected because of the surgery. I get that, I understand that, but like, 
Yo, and, and their defense just kind of bottled up Russell Wilson, like 174 yards for Russell Wilson. Like, come on, dude. That's not even the that's not even the shocking stat. Eleven completions is the stat, yeah. is the stat. Eleven completions. What's shocking is that if you had or were ever at any point in the beginning half of the season in fantasy went against Russell and DK Metcalf, you got obliterated or you got the points. But then they just went cold towards the second half of the year. Like they were electric. And in our league, uh, the one that Pete and I play, the same team has both those players, and that team would just blow up if those guys were scoring. And then that team went quiet when they weren't scoring. So it's, it was always I, a trade-off between him and Lockett because I had Lockett. And, you know, first part of the year, I was like, damn, I'm not getting anything. And then towards the middle, Lockett went off, and then it just all went cold. Yeah, and Lockett's a huge weapon himself. Um, I, I was so happy with the outcome. I I have this unique disdain for oh I, I have that same disdain i hate the seahawks i absolutely hate them it's it's because of the them beating us in the playoffs constantly maybe i also just <laughs> i'm also just not a huge fan um we'll talk about our predictions uh about ne- the next round but i think the rams are done i think they got lucky with that win it was an impressive win but um we'll see where they go from here last uh well last few couple games Rams Titans, we kind of touched on, right? Lamar Jackson, impressive. Um, any takeaways? Lamar Jackson got the monkey off his back. Won the first, finally won a game. Yeah, that's a happy storyline, at least for him. Yeah. They're happy that he didn't go, what, 0 for 3, basically? Also, um, remember when um, Mike v- v- Vrabel, I can't say his name for some reason, um, that guy, he, uh, he said he would cut his – thing off for to win a super bowl he wouldn't go for go for it on four and two yeah. on the on the 40 come on uh, that's that was why a bit confusing that was, but he probably thought he had more time right like he had more opportunities ahead there was a that came out of how many teams have gone for it in that situation on the 40 all of them it was pretty much all of them since 1992 right basically all yeah. of them since 1992 or 1994 I, also why would you think you had more time you're playing the best rushing offense in the league, arguably, you're not going to have time. The, the clock is always going to be running. Um, I'm happy for Lamar Jackson. Unlike you guys, I like Lamar Jackson, so I'm excited. Did, did, did you see um, John Harborough, uh, like basically Harbaugh. get into it with it uh, with the Titans players? Good. Har- for I standing like on the logo? I, that was I, a flashback, right? That was a flashback. No, 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 no. So – it was oh, the, it was a flashback from the first time, and then yeah. the the Ravens players did it after the intercept or the correct I, interception. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, Mark Peters. Peters interception. Yeah. I, I liked that there was a meme that was like um, how it started, and it was the Titans like on the logo, and how it how it's how it ended, and it was um, the the Ravens on their logo. I loved it. Yeah, the um, Ravens week eight to twelve. Okay, so in a span of five weeks, they were one in four. And then since then, they've won the last six games. Yep. Um, they're hot right now and at the perfect time, right? They finished the season 5-0. and They won their first playoff game. We'll get to our predictions on what we think they'll do in the next round later. But I think this is where their run comes to an end um, this next week. And we'll get everyone's takes soon. Okay. The biggest surprise probably. Uh, maybe it was the Rams for you. Maybe it was this next game. But Brown Steelers. One of us had the right prediction and then got cold feet and jumped shit. Um, Pete, you're, takeaways. You're just like the rest of us is all I'm saying. So, so we, we were watching this game uh, with like Gogia and 
honestly, from the start of the game, who the, how do you how do you snap the ball so fucking high over Ben Roethlisberger's head? Fine. Ben Roethlisberger's like 6'4", right? Yeah. Yeah, so one, this happens, right, on the very first play of the game. Okay, next next thing to do would be recover the damn ball. So Connor doesn't – I don't know what he was thinking. He he literally tried – Ben Roethlisberger looks at him like, yo, you got this, right? Doesn't pick up the ball. And then when he almost is rolling around and then, dude, kick that shit out of the end zone. Do whatever the hell you got to do. They wait, they wait, they score a touchdown. I'm like, all right, this is, this is a crazy start, right? Dude, it was quicksand for them. It just went downhill. At one point, I, I was like, am I really watching this game right now as they're going 7, 14, 21, as I start texting Arash, 28. I'm like, what is going on here? Dude, that was funny. A couple, like- picks, couple of the picks, you know, not Ben Roethlisberger's fault. They hit him in the hand, you know, tip-ups. But then the other ones, like, were just terrible throws. I just love that Arash was like, don't worry. This is what the Steelers do. Throw they three. Pick. <laughs> they were coming back. And don't even say that they weren't. They got outscored 28-0 in the first quarter. They outscored the Cleveland 10-0 in the second or 10-7 and then 13-0 in the second and third quarter. They did. There was that one drive where the Browns scored one more time where they had to, because if not on the next possession, I was like, if they don't score, they're gonna come back and they're gonna win the game. They were coming props to the Browns for finishing it. Um, but the Steelers were on their way back. What killed them. Was the same thing that's been killing them all. I guess it's hard to say they were killing them because they were 11 and 0. I had Big Ben on my fantasy team and I lost despite having an amazing roster because of Big Ben. Um, and he's the thing that eventually killed them at the end. I've been saying this for years Big Ben Roethlisberger is not a fantasy quarterback to play. He's no, he has been in years past. He'll he never has- win your league. He won't win you the league. He's never the guy because one, he gets drafted too high. Oh. No, there was a year where he he went off. One year. Many years. Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders. The reason these guys are names that we know is because Big Ben was the one throwing it to all of them. Yeah, just because – the thing is, just because you're good doesn't make you – Those guys don't have the seasons they've ever had if it wasn't for the guy – I'm not disagreeing with their seasons, but they don't – he's not going to win you a league because he's going to be overdrafted, in my opinion. Well, he cost me my league. JK, what would you think of the game? That's my point. (laughs) I absolutely love that game. Like, I absolutely – like – Y'all know, like, I have, like, a weird fetish for, like, Cleveland Browns, man. <laughs> like, you got a few I just fetishes. want them to win. Like, they just feel me in my pain for football, and, like, I just want them to win so bad. They've gone through so many quarterbacks, and, like, finally they got the Baker Mayfield who's killing it. They did a horrible trade getting, you know, what's his name? Odell. That didn't work out, and, like, they crawled back. They almost won the division. I bet on them twice. I failed both times and they came back and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I absolutely loved it because I hate the Steelers. I'm um, happy for them because not only is it sweet to make the playoffs, not only is it sweet to win the first round of the playoffs, they're doing it against Pittsburgh. Yeah. At Pittsburgh, the team that's been pounding on them for the last decade, more than a couple decades. For the longest time, Ben Roethlisberger had the most wins in Cleveland Stadium. Yeah. He's not even on a Cleveland quarterback. <laughs> like, does that even make any sense? Did you guys see the video footage of Big Ben crying at the end of the game on the bench? Yeah. I was like, shut up, dude. I was laughing when I saw what, that. What are you crying about? Yeah, yeah you you're crying. crying. Dude, it's crazy. Even though, like, he had the four interceptions, dude, he threw 68 attempts. He got the record for completions, 47 to 66, 500 yards, four touchdowns. Like, dude, I don't I, – like – I don't know what else, like, yeah, the turnovers and that suck, but, like, damn, dude, 68 fucking attempts throwing. 
it's impressive that they knew they weren't going to run the ball and they were still able to complete that many passes and still bring it back that close. Uh, yeah, they gave up on the run early, but that's probably because they were down so fast. Yeah, they absolutely have to. I'm just saying it's still impressive that you know that the team is going to throw pretty much every single down. Yeah. But I got a serious question for you. You are the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You are looking forward. Do you, move on, do you move on from Big Ben? That's that's a good question. Pete, what's his numbers look like salary-wise? Because I think Big Ben is still locked in, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's clear that he's not the guy for them, even though he's a legend in Pittsburgh. Um, but they may, they may need to move on. I told you, I had him in fantasy, and he just completely tanked my team. I had Dalvin Cook. I had Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, and I lost. Calvin Ridley, I lost because of Big Ben. They can well, get out this year. A, yeah. They can get out this two, year, but it's $22 million in dead cap. Yeah. Well, that's more than Alex Smith that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah that's that's a high price to pay, um, which I'm happy. But he, may, he may just retire. I don't think he's gonna retire. I don't. I don't think he will. I don't think he will, but he may. Mm, he should. He's, take gonna, he's gonna be thirty-nine by next year. I think thirty-nine years old next year, and we'll see what happens. After we that. were talking about Alex Smith's morals and his character, and like retiring to save the team the heartache of the money. Big Ben is not that type of guy. Big Ben is definitely not that guy. Big, <laughs> he'll take every dollar. Also, Big Ben. Big Ben doesn't realize how injured he's been for the last like four years. <laughs> also, though, if Big Ben has a similar season like this year to just in comparison to next year, if he does come back and he does play, he will most likely move past Phillip Rivers for fifth in in line as far as most passing yards. Mm. Like right yeah. now, he's at sixty. Philip Rivers is fifth with sixty-three. You know, I think he's very capable of getting 3,000 yards. He can stay healthy. Yes, I agree with you. I just think yeah. he was healthy this year. Yeah, because he was out the whole year beforehand. With this, like He was out pretty much the whole year beforehand. But yeah. no, what I was going to say was this is the two teams that were the most flukiest. And you saw, you saw how, um, how fluky the Steelers actually were at the end of the day. How the fluky of an 11-win team that was. huh? They were the pretenders. Hundred percent. They were they were pretenders. They were eleven and zero. Did you guys see the the meme or the gif I sent you with Drake representing Washington, saying we were the ones that revealed how how fluky they were after all? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Since then, their last five games. So we were talking about the Ravens, who finished the season five and zero. The Ravens have been one in five in their last six games. The Steelers have been one in five. Steelers, sorry, yeah. Steelers, yeah. Yeah. So this also you. brings up like the other thing, like, cause I think one big thing across the whole Steelers losing has been obviously Juju and Chase Claypool going on TikTok doing their things. That's... And obviously Juju famously now on Thursday was like, yo, the Browns are just the Browns. And now you see all these Brown Claypool. players going like, Hey, like the Browns are just the Browns. Even Claypool said they're going to get clapped on the next <laughs> game. Right? Does Juju does Juju get re-signed by Pittsburgh? Because he had an awful season. I mean, he had a great game, la- like on if, uh, Sunday. If if your but, name isn't Heinz Ward and you're a receiver, you don't get re-signed to the Steelers. That's how their scouting department works. Unless your name is Heinz Ward. The second round, right? They always find the second round. Yeah, yeah they they dude, look at their their roster. Like 
Why you still have Chase Claypool? You still have Dante Johnson exactly. you, and James Washington. Like all three of those guys had great years. And you got Eric Ebron as well. If 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 Ben Roethlisberger can throw it to Eric Ebron, not ten feet ahead of him, you also have Eric Ebron. Why do you need Juju at this point? He's going to be a free agent. He's gone. He's easily the gone. Steelers have done an amazing job drafting receivers. They already have their their replacement for Juju in Chase. I think I think they let him walk, and I think Washington should go get him. I no, don't. I don't want him. I want I Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. We'll do a free agent target yeah. segment. Um, those are the two targets for yes. wide receiver. But I just want to say this. I, I want to say this. Corvette, Corvette, hop in the motherfucking <laughs> jet now, jet. <laughs> 